Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Oh my goodness, you guys, we have reached the 100th episode of the Minimalist Moms podcast, and my mind is really blown. With nearly 700,000 downloads, a vibrant community on social media, and remarkable creators that have joined over the last three years, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for sharing your own minimalist moments and resources. I have so many inspiring women joining me on the podcast this year, and I just look forward to 100 more episodes of this podcast. In celebration of our 100th episode, I thought I'd bring back one of the leading experts in this community, author Courtney Carver. If you're not familiar with Courtney, pause the episode and do a quick Google search as you'll see that Courtney has done and is doing important things in the minimalist community around the world. Her work has been featured in countless articles, podcasts, and interviews on simplicity, and she is here today to discuss her latest book, Project 333, The Minimalist Challenge That Proves Less Really Is So Much More, that releases this March. While you may have heard of this challenge before, this book truly dives deep into the cyclical nature of consumerism and the consistent lack of satisfaction with our purchases along with other tips and solutions and inspiration that really can show us that we are so much more than what we wear. But before we get to the episode, as always, if you haven't yet left a rating and review on iTunes, please head over there and do so. I so appreciate your feedback and encouragement. And now for my episode with Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Thanks for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast this morning. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm really excited to discuss your latest book, Project 333, and I'm assuming that the majority of my listeners probably know a little bit about you, or at least have heard your name before, but for those that haven't, can you just fill them in a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. Well, I am a writer and speaker. I have a blog called bemorewithless.com. And I'm probably most well-known for creating this fashion challenge, Project 333, which we're going to talk about today. We are, yes. And I have to say, I'm curious before we dive into this conversation, what prompted you to write a book on Project 333? Because prior to this, it was mainly online, wouldn't you say? Definitely. It started in 2010 online. I wrote about doing the fashion challenge on the blog, and it kind of took off from there. But it's so interesting. Whenever I talk about anything, even if I just barely mention Project 333, that's what people usually are most interested about Mm. expanding on. And in this case, in my first book, Soulful Simplicity, there was a chapter about Project 333 and people wanted to hear more about it. And so now it is its own book. I loved how you dove so much more into the mentality behind why we're holding on to items that are in our closet. And you say yourself, you'd been shopping your whole life and still had nothing to wear. So why is it that we spend so much energy and time getting dressed and shopping and deciding what to wear? Well, I can tell you about kind of my history and why I used to over shop and feel like I always needed something new for my closet. And it wasn't because I ever needed anything new in my closet. It was always something else, like always... I feel like I was just always trying to kind of shop away the pain of working a job I didn't enjoy, 
or the pain of boredom or feeling less than when I looked at my clothes and what I was wearing. Like I never really felt stylish enough or like I was wearing the right things to the right things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a lack of confidence in my clothes, but what I discovered once I really removed the shopping and most of the clothes is that it was a lack of confidence in myself. Uh, and it, there was a real disconnect in terms of trusting myself. And that disconnect was, I, I couldn't figure out what it was because I was always kind of numbing that problem with shopping and adding one more thing to my wardrobe and trying to get organized in my closet. And it just took so much of my energy. I mean, I would try on two or three outfits getting ready for the day in the morning and, you know, something didn't fit or something didn't feel like it would be right. And I would just keep changing my mind. So yeah, a ton of energy towards something that I didn't really care about. Yeah. I've set some of my own parameters around purchasing newer items. If it's something that I really want, I'll wait anywhere between two and four weeks, depending on the circumstance. And if the item is still available, I'll allow myself. But I'd say even setting little boundaries like this has saved me a ton of time and energy that I just used to spend mindlessly. Yeah. And that's why this fashion challenge is so helpful because it really gives you the time to kind of sample this, like dressing with less thing without really committing full on. So it's a three month experiment. You hide everything else. And then you can decide at the end of three months, like, did I really miss shopping? Did I miss buying new clothes? Um, did I miss this sweater that I never wore anyway, but now that it's out of sight, do I want to bring it back or do I want to donate it? It provides a lot of clarity about what we want and need in our closet and in our lives. So what would you say to someone that thinks they'd become bored with only 33 items in their closet? Yeah, I think people are bored with 133 items or 233 items. What I discovered, because I was bored all the time with my wardrobe before I simplified it, it's because I wasn't clear on what I was bored about. I wasn't bored with my wardrobe. I was bored with other things. And so I blamed my wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And I would think if I go shopping, that's going to cure the boredom. But it never did. Like I'd always get bored again. And what I discovered is that boredom or rather shopping doesn't cure boredom. Curiosity cures boredom. Mm -hmm. So I started when I was, you know, committed to not shopping for the three months, dressing with these 33 items or less, if I got that feeling of boredom, and it was pretty rare, but I would say, think to myself, like, what's really bothering me? Like, what am I really bored with? Or what am I avoiding? Where I feel like I have to put all this time and energy and thought into what I'm wearing? What am I really, what do I really want to do right now? And I like how in your book, you've included an entire list of things that can fill boredom if people don't know where to start. So moving on to my next question for you, what if someone were to ask you, they have 20 items that they really love, and that's 13 less than you suggest for Project 333. So would you suggest that they go out and purchase items to get to that number? No. If, I mean, if you're happy with 20 items, I would stick with 20 items. There's no real magic to the number 33 in this case. It is simply a starting point. It's a number that worked well for me and has worked well for many other people, but you really have to decide what's best for you. So for some people, 
33 sounds impossible to get down to, which, I mean, pick a different number. Don't dismiss the whole challenge just because that number is impossible. Maybe 45 is your number. Um, and then if you have less than 33, I would stick with that, but perhaps take some of the other rules and see if by applying them, it would add value to your life. Mm. Maybe you've already figured it out and you don't need the fashion challenge at all, but chances are there's something to learn if you're curious enough. It's funny. After I finished the book, I sat down to write out my list of 33 items. It was just off the top of my head, but I could only come up with 22 items that I actually regularly wear. So, I mean, I'm sure that as I cultivate this list, there's going to be a handful of more items that come onto the list. But I just did find that interesting because I think a lot of us probably wear a lot less than we think. Even when people have a closet full of clothes, they're still only wearing a very small portion. You might even be doing the challenge, but you're missing out on one of the best benefits, which is to hide everything because there's so much joy in having extra space in your closet. and not having them to think about all of those other pieces of clothes in your life. I will say it does make a really big difference having that extra closet space. You can actually see everything that you wear for once. Another question I have that might be slightly more complicated to answer is that someone goes through their closet and they have absolutely nothing that fits their body well. They're just really disappointed with what they've found. How would you go about adding pieces to your wardrobe that you really want to love? Well, for the sake of the challenge, I recommend trying to work with what you have okay. only because what you think fits you and your lifestyle and what you think you love and don't love when you start might be totally different than by the time you finish. Mm. So it's a really big learning process. So that's why I don't often recommend that people buy a lot to add before the challenge starts, because it could be by the end of the three months that you're like, uh, that wasn't anything that I liked. Mm -hmm. However, if you really are, you know, suffering that your clothes don't fit or you can't stand anything you wear, you know, maybe think about building two or three outfits that you enjoy and mixing that in with a few of the other staple items that you have. Um, and, and seeing how that goes. But I would try to keep the investment on the front end as small as possible, only because you're going to do your, it's not just your closet that will be changing over these three months. Well, I think these are some great tips, but on a very basic level, how would you encourage someone that is hesitant to begin their own Project 333? You could definitely invite a friend for accountability and somebody to kind of trade notes with. I'd recommend if you are on social media, like Instagram, for instance, that you follow hashtag project 333. There is a lot of support in seeing other people doing the challenge and sharing their looks and what they're learning. Uh, and the other thing is to, you know, really think about that hesitation and what's it, what it's about, like what the concerns or fears or what really what is it about that you don't want to try this and look I'm not saying it's for everyone but I know this has historically been a thing with project 333 where people say I could never do that and then two years later they're like why didn't I start this sooner it's amazing mm -hmm. um, so yeah yeah. And like I said, even for me personally, when I was pregnant, I was 
just definitely dressing with a lot fewer items and it just made it so much easier to get ready. So you really can live with a lot less. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on Home Threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live you ever expect that you can that's great um i just have a random question what does your daughter think about this has she created her own capsule wardrobe or is she just like okay mom (laughs) well uh, my daughter bailey is 24 we actually have a podcast together called soul and wit and we're getting ready to record an episode about project 333 And she hasn't done it before, but she has lived with a capsule wardrobe when she was traveling overseas for, I think she was gone about a year and a half in Australia and Southeast Asia. And she definitely pared down her wardrobe for those travels. And I would say her wardrobe is, uh, is not giant, but it's not 33 items either. So she thinks it's great, but she doesn't do it herself. Okay. I was just curious. I just thought it might be an interesting question to answer. But where can people find you on the web or pick up a copy of your new book? Um, So the book is available for pre-order now at project333.com slash project-333. And the book itself will be available in all bookstores and anywhere you buy books on March 3rd. And I'll also be going on tour to 17 cities. So maybe if anyone listening is in a city I'm visiting, we can meet in person. Great. Well, Courtney, thanks again for being on the podcast today. And as we're wrapping things up, I just want to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? Something I am simplifying uh, I'm actually taking a trip uh, next month 
I'll be traveling for a couple months. Sorry, couple weeks, couple months. Where am I going? <laughs> traveling for a couple of weeks and thinking about my packing and how to simplify the packing. And I think what I'm going to do is just to keep things really simple, I'm just going to create three outfits that I want to wear and only bring those three outfits and plus a, a coat and some boots, sleepwear, but just for the main day-to-day, like three outfits for two weeks and then mix and match whatever is in those three outfits. Well, I'm sure that you can do it. When we went to Paris for our baby moon, I pretty much rotated the exact same three outfits for the entire eight days. So I have total confidence in you that you can simplify that. (laughs) It's great. It does make it a lot easier. Yeah, it really does. And the next question is, what is your resource of the week or something that you can't stop talking about? Sure. Well, the one thing I can't stop talking about is the new podcast that I'm doing with my daughter, mostly because we're just recording all the time and we're talking about what we're doing and we don't know what we're doing half the time. So (laughs) we're having to talk a lot about all of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's something I'm really excited about. Well, I'll be sure to include that in the show notes for people to check it out. Courtney, thanks again for being here today. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. I want to thank Courtney again for coming on the podcast today. If you're feeling like you want to pare down your wardrobe and make changes, but feel like it's a daunting task, remember this. Change isn't always easy, and it can be challenging to make new habits stick, but if you're willing to change slowly and thoughtfully, it can be easier than you think. It's the new year. I encourage you to move towards creating your own 333 capsule wardrobe. I've already begun paring down my wardrobe, and I hope to have my capsule all set for spring. Will you join me? I want to know. Join me back here next week as I continue the conversation regarding capsule wardrobes. I spoke to capsule wardrobe expert Amanda Warfield, who will discuss seven mistakes that we make when creating our capsules. It's one that you won't want to miss. I invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting minimalistmomspodcast.com. There, you'll find the links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with 